You're listening to the Tony Stewart Podcast, where Tony interviews financial literacy advocates who are changing the conversation on money, so you can catch up on the latest trends and ideas in the world of financial literacy and education. Welcome to the Tony Stewart Podcast. I'm pleased to be joined today by Joshua Mensah. Joshua is a financial inclusion specialist. In this episode, we'll be discussing how we can be financially inclusive. Joshua, welcome to the Tony Stewart Podcast. Hi, everyone. It's good to be here. Um, greetings to, from Ghana to uh, all the people watching Tony's story. <laughs> yeah, great to have you, Joshua. Thanks again for joining us. So, you know, let's get started. This is a question I always ask at the beginning of every show is what is your origin story? How did you get started in financial wellness and with financial inclusion? Good question, Tony. Um, no, money is something that everybody needs in this world. Unfortunately, in our classrooms, wherever we find ourselves, in our schools, uh, the subject of money is not in our curriculum. And I entered um, the banking firm, investment banking, at the age of 19 years, is one of the biggest investment banking firms in Africa. And until that was the time I started learning about money. So from the time uh, I was born to 18 years, I didn't know about money. I will just get money from my parents and I'll just be spending it. So until I entered the world of work, I realized that uh, money is an essential tool that you need. So I have been helping a lot of clients to do mergers and acquisition, treasury, bonds trading, stock purchase. And I realized that it's only few of them who understand how money works. So mm-hmm. after learning on the job, I said that well, why can't I start a project for the women in the market, for the young professionals, and also for the youth in the various senior and tertiary schools. That's how I come we started the Young Investors Network for over 15 years now. And this is what we're doing. We have impacted over 100,000 people already. That's awesome. You know, and I completely agree as, you know, people come out, you know, high school, college, you know, out of school, and they don't know how to deal with their money. But yet, you know, they got to pay their bills. They got to save money and do all these things. And there's no uh, guidance. Um, so that's great. You know, so, you know, share with us a little bit. What is the Young Investors Network? Good question. Uh, Young Investor Network uh, is a financial development organization and that focuses on personal development, that focuses on financial education. We, we focus on getting people to acquire uh, financial literacy skills in Ghana. Young Investor Network has been operational for the past 15 years and it started by me. In fact, I was so happy. I was young when I found uh, I started this particular program in Ghana. And it's been good. Um, so far, we've imparted um, over 100,000. We are a financial education development organization established in 2006. And we have a firm commitment in educating the youth on financial literacy and business skills in Ghana. We want to be a catalyst for economic development in Africa through financial literacy and to promote and encourage the study of financial education. So far, Young Investor Network have been organizing financial training for the youth in Ghana. And 
we, we, we have a broad aim to promote and encourage the study of financial education in Ghana. And we work on Christian values and motivation. And we are more of like demand-led self-help strategies to help the youth and to alleviate poverty in our country. And that's what we've been doing. We've been going to the various campuses in Ghana. So far, we've done over 500 um, uh, campuses already in Ghana by giving them the importance of uh, the knowledge of financial literacy in Ghana. That's awesome. That's a lot of people served. And, you know, I mean, I mean, that's great. So, you know, are you finding, I mean, uh, probably because you've been doing this 15 years, but, you know, are the young adults really engaged and interested in this? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, one of our mission is to create a platform for youth as well as young adults to, for the, for the, to acquire knowledge. Okay, so we have a lot of people who don't understand financial literacy of a mindset. And these are young adults. So it's our responsibility to bring them into brackets and help them acquire the knowledge. Because mm -hmm. trust me, in, in the world now, it's only 20% of people who understand how money works. And we have a lot of professional financial illiterates in the world. So there are people who have gone through various courses, various masters, PhDs, but they don't know how money works. So professionals are core part of our program. We train them, we create the platform to train them. Uh, this year, we've trained over a thousand professionals already for them to understand uh, the quest of acquiring financial knowledge. That's great. That's great. Yeah. You're right on those numbers, you know, with every study I've seen is the number of financially illiterate people. It's, it's huge. It's staggering. Um, you know, so it's great that you're out there with these programs, helping people get started. So, you know, as we talk about this, why is financial literacy a core life skill? Wow. Trust me, everybody needs money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody needs money. Okay, so let me give you one instance, uh, Tony. For example, um, in Ghana, where I grew up, okay, from the age uh, one to age, um, let's say, um, 15 years, okay, I call it the receiving stage. So the receiving stage means that you don't work for money. When you wake up in the mm -hmm. morning, daddy, mommy, give me money. It is anything at all. Mommy will give you money. So you don't pay for any bills. So for at that particular age, people don't understand money. People don't know the importance of money. Now, from age 16 years to age 60 years, this is mm -hmm. where you pay money. You pay, you use money very well. This is where you take care of your debt. You take care of your bills. This is where you take care of the school fees of the children, uh, medical bills, children fees, um, children vacations and debts. So this is the time that you need to need money. And from this particular, that's the longest age in your life. Longest mm -hmm. in your life. That's where you need money. Now, from age 60 to uh, 61 years to 100 years, that's the pension age. For that one, it's shortest life. But if you don't manage your beginning stage from age 1 to 16 years, you will be, you don't know how money works. So you'll be found one day. You'll end up in debt. You'll end up in not paying your bills. 
you will have a bankruptcy, but you don't understand how money works. So money is a tool that will make your dream come true. Without money, you cannot do anything. Without money, you cannot pay your bills. So I put in this different class syndrome. Money is a tool that you need to achieve your dreams. So I put in all these buckets, age one to 16 years. You need to know how money works very well. You need to apply the principles of money. You need to use money and make sure that you make all the mistakes. You discipline yourself, you save money, you invest money, you grow money. This is where you make all the mistakes. Now, from age uh, 17 to age 60 years, this is where money, you use money, you have practiced the importance of money at the beginning or the foundation stage. Then, at the uh, middle stage of your life, that's where you know you end up bankrupt. So you understand how money works and you practice very well. Money can solve the problem of debt in the world. People don't know how importance of money. So you don't practice it very well. So money is very, very good. Everybody needs money. <laughs> Everybody needs money. We all use money. And, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's something that you need. But I, I really liked what you said that money is what you need to achieve dreams, you know, and, you know, and I would add on, you know, goals um, yeah. as part of your dreams, because if you're not thinking about it, understanding how to use money, you're not going to reach your dreams and goals. That's, that's awesome. I, I love that philosophy. So, you know, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about financial inclusion. What yeah. is financial inclusion? So financial inclusion is um, a paradigm, more of like paradigm shift from, we have, if you look at the brackets of uh, people who are financially excluded, they are more in Ghana and Africa. And we have a lot of people who are financially uh, illiterate. So these are people who don't do banking, who don't know anything about money. They are the bracket of not using money. They use money, but they are not included in the, the financial pyramid, the financial ecosystem. They are not part of it. So financial inclusion is a way of including everybody in the bracket for them to be financially sound, for them to be getting the financial knowledge, getting the financial education, and be financially literate. And apart from that, for you to understand how debt works, how the financial products work, because people just buy products they don't understand. Financial products, I mean, they don't understand. They just don't understand how banking works. So we, mm -hmm. as part of our financial inclusion strategy, we designed a program to include all of them there. Now in Ghana, um, uh, we have a lot of people who are financially uh, not excluded. That was in, uh, in the year 2010. We have a lot of people. But with the, with the introduction of uh, mobile money in Ghana now, we have a lot of people who have been now in the financial inclusion fraternity. That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah, that's, it, it, it's challenging because you have to help reach out to people who are not part of the ecosystem, which is also part of the challenge um, to, to bring them into the ecosystem is how, how do you really, can you go into a little bit more, how you do the outreach to people who aren't in the ecosystem to even make it aware uh, that there is yeah, the ecosystem. Yeah, it, it's tough, and it's not easy in Ghana and Africa, precisely because people are used to the old traditional way of banking. 
and people keep their money under their pillow. Yeah. <laughs> so when they make money, they keep it under their pillow. They don't trust the system. They they know that when they put money in the bank, it doesn't yield interest. So we have the case of inflation, which is over 30%, 50% in Africa, uh, averagely. So they don't believe in bringing the money into the uh, financial economy, where money will circulate so that you can benefit the economic activities of uh, people. So it's difficult. So we have to do a lot of education that, yeah, you need to really save for your future. You need to save for your retirement. You need to save for your pension. You need to learn how the, the, the product works in the banks. You need to know how to use more money. So we go to the interlands, the villages in Ghana, the uh, mm-hmm. vulnerables, we target them. By accident. So we, we used to train them. We go to the various interlands. We go to the various um, uh, villages and give them the, uh, the various uh, town in our country, give them the financial education. Because financial education in Ghana is very low. That's meaning is in Africa as well. So one of the ways that we do is that we are planning to include all of them to the ecosystem. And we're doing this a lot, you know, as the team leads for or the director for the financial inclusion uh, uh, forum in Ghana. I have been um, going to the markets to train the market women. We've been going mm-hmm. to the farmers, especially to train them. And we've been going to the various down, that's if they down, those who understand how money works, but they receive money. So when they get money today, the money has to finish tomorrow, the same day. They don't think about the future. So we're training them the importance of compound interest, the importance of saving money, the importance of uh, uh, Yeah, I think that's so important. I, I think one thing you said too about trust, I think trust is so important, you know, because you have to get people to trust in the system before you can get them to even think about So, you, you know, as you talk, I, I think one of the important things you hit on is trust, you know, that we have to build, help people trust in the system so that they can get started. So, you know, as you work with people, you know, on the financial inclusion, how do you get them to start to trust the system? Okay, so it's, um, uh, trust is built and trust is end. And uh, before someone trusts you, they have to see what you have done before. So mm-hmm. we show them our work, we show them where we started from, and we show them our mission, what we want to achieve with them. And they embrace it. That's why we are able to raise a lot of 5,000 women where we, who don't have any thing uh, on financial literacy. And we uh, put them into groups and we were able to link them to a bank to start saving with that particular bank because they both they, they believe in the trust the thing that we've done so far they believe that there's a bridge that they have to connect them to the bank so if you don't trust they don't trust the banks and that, that's one thing that i always tell the banks if a client needs their money today there should not be a run on the bank so 
financial um, organization should be able to build trust. Trust is the only way that can get financial organization or financial uh, 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 the banks or investment banks or financial organizations or development organizations to work or to survive in the world in Africa precisely. So the banks need to build trust. When the customer needs their money, you have to give their money to them. You don't need to give them time. They need to really be able to get their thing that they want at the same time that they want it. Yeah, no, that, that's important. You know, the financial institutions have to play their part and be, uh, I, I don't know if responsible is quite the right word, but, you know, they have to be reactive to their customers and to take care of their customers. And I think sometimes, you know, financial companies have issues with, and they don't yeah, understand yeah, yeah, that. Not of them. So, not of them. Yeah. So, you know, as we talk about this, you know, is what are some of the real barriers that you're finding to financial inclusion? What are some of the challenges? Yeah, a lot of challenges. Um, one is traditional behavior of our uh, people. They are used to the cold, archaic way of managing money. So they don't believe, they don't want trust is the problem. They don't trust in the financial institution. So difficult for them to give you uh, uh, what they have. And again, um, financial education is not taught in our schools. So we have people, professionals like doctors, engineers, uh, medical doctors, teachers, uh, PhD orders, lecturers, who pass through the system, yet they are not financially educated. So when we are speaking to them, they might think that they know, but they don't understand the rubrics or they don't have the foundation of financial inclusion. So it becomes difficult to flow with them. So we have a system where we have few of people in the world who are financially inclined and others are not inclined. So it becomes difficult to accept what you have. That, that, that has been a challenge now. And again, uh, it's expensive to do um, financial inclusion in Africa. Uh, MasterCard has been doing well. Uh, Ghana Stock Exchange in Ghana, uh, one of the institutions, in fact, they I'm wearing them, GS, Ghana Stock Exchange. So yeah. they are one of the institutions that sponsor what we do in Ghana, going to the various institutions across the, the, uh, Ghana, where we've been yeah, giving them the importance of financial literacy, needs and wants, how to save money, how to invest money, how to grow your money. So uh, we, don't have, we don't have a lot of money invested in education in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, people have a lot of plans they want to implement, but it's difficult for them to get funding to implement their projects by uh, reducing the financial literacy rate in the world. Yeah, now that's well said. And I think, you know, the very first thing you said about a major barrier is behavior is I think people miss that sometimes is that, you know, people are used to doing something and acting in a certain way and that you have to understand that and, you know, help them to, to change their behavior. Um, the other thing too, is that you mentioned financial inclusion, is that something I've heard from people all around the world is, you know, there's the financial service industry in different countries only speaks to a certain number of the population. They don't speak to everybody. 
And so I think yeah. it's okay. Yeah, it's a good question, Tony. Uh, and I agree with you perfectly. Financial service providers focus on uh, the law of large numbers. So they will <laughs> get a lot of people, but they don't educate their customers. So you, and their, their customers don't understand what the products they are putting their money in. Most of them don't even know the difference between checking account and a saving account or a current account. They don't, they are not aware about all these particular financial officers. So uh, they don't educate their people. They are interested in taking their funds and managing it, but they are not interested in helping them to understand for them to be financially inclined, getting more of knowledge. So that was one of the key things is that the more you understand a particular thing, as Warren Buffett rightly said that uh, you need to, before you invest, try to understand where your money is going. Try to understand the kind of products that you are investing in. Try to understand what you get after you invest. Most financial service providers don't do this. They are interested in customer base. I have the biggest customer base. I have the biggest, we are the big, we are big. But I've never seen any financial service provider say that I have the uh, big financial, financial inclined customers. They don't mm-hmm. care about the customers. They care about mobilizing them, but they don't care about educating them. And I like what you are doing, Tony. You are doing a very good job in the world, and I believe that the financial service should really come to you, and uh, uh, you should to really preach the word or uh, get people to know more about financial literacy. No, thanks. I appreciate it. And, you know, with you as well, you're doing great work. And I, I, I think it's important that, you know, we all talk, you know, because everybody around the world is facing the same issues, um, you know, just maybe sometimes different degrees. Um, so, you know, to wrap up, Joshua, what's your okay. number one tip for changing how we think about money? Okay, good. Let me read from a good, a good book that Evan wrote. I have a book right. called Help Me, I Can't Save. Help Me, I Can't Save. It will be out next year. Help okay. me, I can't sleep. Yeah, so one of the things that I, I want to read from a book called uh, Good Money Habits in Bad Economic Times by one of my good friends. Okay, and I like what he said here. He gave one of the principles here that says that, let me quote him. He said that uh, he gave <laughs> um, steps in uh, building good habits in money management. The first step is that people should be intentional and take a decision. People are intentional. People are intentional, but don't take a decision. You have to be intentional. You have to decide clearly what you are going to definitely begin. What much you want to get. Now, the second step is that give no excuse. You should never allow an exception to your new habits. So this more of creating habit in finance. Another thing is, to, is that get accountability partners. You should be able to get people to keep you accountable in achieving your financial goals. And again, you should visualize your financial habits. Okay. I believe that financial education is the way forward. Financial, if you want to be financial independent, you need to start from no, so somewhere. Uh, the power of a dollar can make a difference in your life. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's awesome. That, 
that's great. I can't wait to read that book. Uh, it sounds like a great book. So, you know, Joshua, last thing, of course, is where can people learn more about you, follow your work, learn about the Young Investors Network? Uh, is LinkedIn a good place? Uh, the Young Investors Network? Uh, how, how can people find out Instagram? Okay, Tony, uh, the question again, please. Oh, sure. Where can uh, people connect with you and learn about your work in the Young Investors Network? Okay, so Young Investors Network, we have, uh, we are on LinkedIn. We have a lot of programs called uh, a Day, where CVCD is a currency that we use. So we go to the various senior high schools uh, to let them save money. We have what we call the Stockfish Competition, where students also practice financial analysis. We have what we call the Young Investors Challenge. We have uh, yeah, youth, out, youth financial outreach. So we are on LinkedIn. Everybody should go to LinkedIn, Young Investors Network. We are imparting our generation, raising financial investors in Africa, in Ghana. We have imparted about 100,000. And we are happy to come on board to Tony's uh, show. We are also willing to partner with Tony and invite some of our members to be on your show. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and so everybody who's watching and listening, um, the links uh, to Joshua's efforts and social media profiles and Young uh, Investors Network will be in the show notes. Um, so Joshua, thank you very much for joining us on the Tony Stewart podcast. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, and thank, so you, thank you, Yeah, so thanks, uh, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of the Tony Stewart Podcast. Until next time.